Jim. Morning, handsome. Coming at you from sunny Oakland, California, here at Handsome Headquarters, I'm Lee Sanger-Golden, and this is your Morning Handsome, brought to you by LiberalGuiltRadio.org and MorningHandsome.com. Pepsi and Coke warn that a thousand cans a day will give you cancer, but enough Pepsi points to afford a cure. Rush Limba balls deep in Slutgate. Julianne Moore as Tina Fey as Sarah Palin. Mad Men returns. Are you ready to get deranked? Bill and Ted may time travel to the 21st century. How's that going to pan out? I'm kind of afraid to know. Apple uses pixie dust to magically turn phones into 4G. And a miracle drug for alcoholism was discovered in the 1960s. LSD, popularly known as Lysergic Infestation. He did a little too much LDS back in college. <laughs> we all did a little too much LDS back in the 80s while we were saving the whales. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined in the studio today by my illustrious co-host, Hondro Ambrose. Morning, Handsome. Good morning, Handsome. Caleb Hopford. Morning, Handsome. Good morning, Handsome. We also have a dog here today. I love dogs. It's, it's a, a new dog. It's a newfound love, really. <laughs> it's a newfound And I believe, that oh. the, uh, uh, I believe that the answer to uh, uh, how, how Bill and Ted's uh, time travel trip will turn out yeah. is excellent. 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 Uh, I, I believe they will be excellent to each other. Be excellent, everyone. But who are they going to get to play George Carlin's character? Ah, Louis yes. C.K.? I mean, they're going to have to yeah. like get some, yeah, other, just, just some other... Just yeah. some other grumpy old comedian. Yeah, who's, who's, exactly. the, who's the grumpiest old comedian out right now? Well, what if you went the opposite road? You've got like, a pop comedian like um, Jerry Seinfeld. It's like, <laughs> it's like, What's the deal with all this time travel? <laughs> yeah. And, and the award for the worst Jerry Seinfeld impersonation Thank you very much. goes to Caleb Hopper. Thank you very much. I worked very hard on being terrible at that. But, um, yeah, so, you know, they've already gone, What's they've the already deal? done a time travel. <laughs> they've already done a going to the afterlife kind of thing. So uh, where do you think they're going to go now? Outer space? I was going to say space. Um, yeah, that could be really interesting. Dudes in space. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, now they already had the space thing because they go into the future and it's like space time. Yeah, it's a good point. Carl Winslow's there underwater, being excellent. Is know. Carl? Is it? No, whoever that guy is, though. It's just like <laughs> they could they could journey to the center of the Carl, earth. Dude, you're just yeah. They could go to the mm-hmm. center of the earth, but I like how all just every uh, black person in the '80s is either just Carl Winslow or Danny Glover to you. Right. <laughs> He's either tool for that crap. Oh, you just kind of filter all men oh, no. of color from the 1980s into these two buckets in your mind. They're two archetypes. Oh. You know, they're classic. They're classic token archetypes. You know, I only have room for a few. Glover archetypes ain't no in my token. Mind. Glover ain't no token. Um, he's dude. Oh, I, I'm not saying he's a token. I'm just saying that in my mind, I only have space for a certain number of archetypes, yeah. and so I have two token spaces that I use uh, affirmative action spaces, and, and those right. are my affirmative action archetypes. Okay. Also, the guy from Police Academy who makes all the sound effects. Uh, no, he's actually grouped into dot matrix printers. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so Mad Men's coming back. I don't know if you guys are big Mad Men fans. Uh, I was, you know, just like speaking of a time where things like we, what we just said were acceptable. Yeah, yeah I, Mad I, Men. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I was pretty much squirming throughout that entire thing. Yeah. Um, also, that's because you have ringworm. But uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, ringworm. Yeah. You should, you should see what hap- you should see what happens <laughs> when it's dark, and then oh. I shine a light in there. Ooh. I just assume that any kind of worm infestation just makes you move like a worm and squirm around. That's my understanding of science. And in science science news, Caleb's ringworm infestation has developed a bioluminescent capability. (laughs) Yeah. 
I, I, I could tell you what happens when you get ringworm. No, that's okay. Caleb, you have a light out of your ass. That's actually today's trivial. What happens when you get ringworm? So we don't have to go over that right now. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's been a big battle for uh, Matthew Weiner Weiner to uh, get his show back on the air and get the control and get the money he wants. And uh, so it's coming back. I'm excited. I'm ready to get de-raped. Um, I got to brush up on it. Do you guys? Did you guys watch The Mad Men? No, I've never seen it. It's good. If you like ties, I mean, it's like a good show. If you if like tie clips, like, it's a great show, you know. If you like sadomasochistic bondage, oh. this is not your show. James oh. Bondage. Um, so, yeah, I think that uh, I'm pretty excited about that. But uh, um, you know what I'm not that's excited what get Lee, about? That's what gets Lee up in the morning, ladies. Yep. A little Don Draper. Pretending to be in the 60s. Oh. The sound of drums and whistling. Well, this week in politics, uh, we did have one one very large, uh, expansive, uh, slightly disgusting, uh, vile, uh, gargantuan story, and that was Rush Limbaugh. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, of course, uh, was made made headlines uh, for insulting a, a, a college college law student, mm-hmm. testifying before Congress, calling her a prostitute and a slut, and uh, then lost all almost uh, lost like sixty percent of his advertisers. Uh, really, was it that the, much? The, I'd heard uh, last I'd heard it was just twenty at last count, but I'm sure there were there yeah, large I, I, ones. I, yeah, it's a it, you know it's interesting. There's there's just been a lot of attention paid to it. You know, he's not gonna obviously uh, have not any gonna, issues. Who uh, are his advertisers? No. Like well, the prescription drug companies. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. well, I, I I read an interesting article that made a good point, saying that yeah, sure, they have very publicly pulled funding from his particular show, but that doesn't mean they've stopped funding the networks that run his show right. or yeah. you know it's, any of the other things. It's this political decision they made mm-hmm. cover their ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this, I don't think that's materially going to make a difference. The same thing happened to Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck mm-hmm. actually lost all of his advertisers. Mm-hmm. He actually didn't have any advertisers. He had like one yep. advertiser or something for a little while. And But it didn't matter because mm-hmm. the uh, network just padded him. We're still going to do the show anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he actually like didn't take commercial breaks for a while. Like He didn't yeah. take any commercial breaks. And, and and they still had him do the show. You know, I don't think that that well, you knew they came necessarily back. matters. You know, so... Yeah, the they can take thing... they can take that hit for you know the month that it takes for people to forget. I, I'm right. being generous that saying it will a take month. a month. Yeah. Rush can take the hit just because of the girth around the man. If you have an impact <laughs> against his skin, it takes yeah. like three months for him to feel it, and it's like on a seismic shockwave. Well, if it can even actually like reach his skin, he does have his own gravitational pull. So generally, you shoot a bullet at him, it just goes into orbit. Well, he's kind of like that new you know the X Men reboot. You know, he's like the Blob. He's just growing, <laughs> he's growing gradually. He will become the Blob. Rush Origins. Once he absorbs enough, you know, like uh, Mexican housekeepers. Uh, He'll become the Limb Blob. Oh, yeah. Whoa. The Limb Blob 3D. <laughs> Rush the Hut. Vitazzo, so, Uto, Advertiser. Oh, 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 oh. So, so, as you can tell, we all love Rush Limbaugh here. Yeah. Anyway, so Sarah Palin. Uh, Sarah Palin's uh, not yeah, not so happy, don't you know, about this... Uh, oh, yeah, this TV movie uh, where Julianne Moore plays her. Who is smoking hot and, like, yeah. 50 years old. Mm-hmm. And has, like, showed her boobs numerous times in movies. And I'm telling you, Sarah Palin, uh, you'd be sitting in the vice presidential office if you just pulled them, them tatters out. You know what I'm saying? Because that's really pulled what them. your support came from. Pull out the mams. Pull out the man, and maybe you know, the, maybe the uh, maybe the, uh, the the 
the Republican nomination conference would have been a little more exciting if somebody had shouted out, "Show us your tits!" <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. no, I'm sure it did. They just they just edited that out. The only problem is that John McCain was the one who responded. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got bigger tits than Meghan McCain. That's for damn sure. Actually, Meghan McCain's pretty curvy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's a pretty zopdig um, young idiot. <laughs> <laughs> She, she once admitted that she like didn't read her whole dad's book because it was like too depressing. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's kind of the way we feel about his candidacy. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so yeah, that's going to be pretty fun, isn't it? It's true. I I think that the Daily Show has actually distilled John McCain into the best possible expression. It's just, he's just an angry puppet. A la the old men who sit up in the balcony in the Muppets. Yeah, and that is really just John McCain. We all... Man, we're going to war! Man, war! We always knew there was something up his ass. We just didn't know it was Jim Henson and Frank Oz. <laughs> <laughs> the ghosts. Just kind of the ghost of Jim Henson. Forth, getting double stuffed like a pair of Chinese finger right. cuffs. <clears throat> so, uh, in other political news, though. <laughs> in, other, in other political news this week, uh, you know, uh, Iran. Big in the news. Big in the news. I mean, lots of, mm-hmm. lots going on with Iran yeah. right now. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Beebe? The Beeb, yeah, the Beeb is, uh, he's... He's uh, throwing down. Yeah, he's like, basically said, um, he's not going to tell us when he decides. And, and what's with this speech he gave at APAC last week? The duck speech. Did you see this vintage of him giving this duck? Mm-hmm. If it walks like a duck, if it smells like a duck, if it looks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Which is why I'm saying I- Iran's nuclear capabilities are a threat. <laughs> yeah, it was it literally like he went from that. That was his rep. That was his like his unspoken line of rhetoric. Whenever a political leader speaks in a manner that seems like a children's book, uh, you, <laughs> you know should be terrified. Yeah, yeah. You... one duck, two duck, duck. three duck. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I am Beeb. When I was in Israel, I saw I saw Beeb ride by and like with this motorcade, and like all of the Hebrew Union college students I was hanging out with were just like Beeb, Beeb. <laughs> Just like yelling after him, like it was fucking Mick Jagger or something, or Bieber, the Bieber. Yeah, yeah. They thought it was Justin Bieber, <laughs> Prime Minister. I am, I am totally going and like making a Photoshop work right now and getting the Bieber. Put that hair. Put that hair on him. That's gonna go oh, viral. Put that hairdo dude. on him. That is gonna oh, go yeah. viral. Oh my god, <laughs> Vice President. That's a new meme. I mean, uh, from, uh, yeah. Uh, Oh my God. Prime great, Minister Bieber. That'd be a great app. You know those the uh, the Darth Maul app. You know uh-huh. you maul yourself. Beeb yourself. The, the beeb yourself. <laughs> Dude, People, Lee, you beeb yourself. Did you beeb yourself today? There's got to be yes. millions of shit like little teenage girls who want to do that. They would download that app for a dollar. Or or just like what would what would your uh, BB look like? Which is just your baby with Justin Bieber. Disgusting, but uh, very marketable, right? <laughs> so, so my friend, my Uber Uden friend, what do you, what do you feel? <laughs> well, that is what your shirt says, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm just laughing because I, I, I eat so much bacon. You know, <laughs> you know there's certain rules. Here's, here's the thing. Well, it's because yeah. you're more powerful than the bacon. Well, first of all, wait, wait, how would we send a bacon? I was talking about a rock. Was it? I was talking about Iran. Well, you did say Uber Uden. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Never mind. I'm oh yeah. You opened. You opened the discussion. I yield to digression. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's certain there's certain Jewish laws that like that make sense. Like you know, honor thy father and mother. It's like sure, don't be a dick to the people who sent you to college. You know, um, <laughs> thou shall not kill. You know, right, right, good right, rule. Right, right, right. Don't have a chill. There's also certain rules. It's actually in the Bible. Not like, Just like want here, you to know. It's what? It's thou. Thou shalt not murder. 
But then there's other rules in there. Like there's one that says if you stoop your neighbor's daughter, you have to pay him a certain number of shekels. It's like, I think we can settle. We don't need that rule. We can figure out the daughter fucking on our own. You know what I'm saying? You know what? Well, I I just like that there's like the price, the price is set beforehand. Like they they just want things to be clear. (laughs) And it doesn't allow for market fluctuations. You know, and I I have two words for you. Or the attractiveness of the daughter. I have two words for you, my bacon eating Jewish friend. Yes. No, fuck Leviticus. Oh, I thought you were going to say daughter inflation. No, I was going to say fuck Leviticus because Leviticus... That's what happens after you perform the deed. Okay. Leviticus is the source of all asinine, stupid, restrictive, Watch your biblical... <laughs> whatever. Leviticus is like the anti-pork, like the anti-shellfish. Like, mm. He's the one who's always like crunching on everything. You know, mm. like, at least, like, in Corinthians, they were like, oh, you know, just, like, be chill and, like, don't work on the Sabbath and shit. And, like, yeah. You know, and, like, Leviticus is just like, no, think, fucking, you're going to live off of, like, wheat grass and universe dew. I think. Yeah, and you can't ever touch yourself. I think I think a perfect example of the uh, the differences between Leviticus and, say, an awesome book like Genesis. Genesis, mm. so they both mention daughter fucking in one uh, you can't do it unless you pay. In the other, um, lots of daughters get him drunk and then have a weird orgy with him. So oh, yeah. that's I, I, I want to read that second story more than the first one. Yeah, season one is way better than season three. <laughs> I mean, season exactly. three had like I mean, yeah. season one's got like just, like this side of paradise. Season it's got, like, two, amok time. Um, season space two, seed, you this know, week it on just got season one of Leviticus. Yeah. It just got so preachy. Yeah, and you know, by the time they got to the last season, like they didn't have, they didn't plan that at the end. It was such a cop out that it was all like a dream. Or yeah, yeah. They're this like, week. oh no, it, it was a vision. Yeah, and then when it finally ended in that diner <laughs> this week, <laughs> and they cut the just cut off right there, and then, and then Sam Beckett starts ju- jumps through time for the rest the of the exciting uh, history. conclusion to Deuteronomy, and then God wakes up and he's really just in a bed with Bob Newhart. <laughs> God, God, Ziggy says you gotta kiss Marilyn Monroe the next five minutes or the universe is gonna implode. Man, you actually pulled out boss Bob <laughs> Brilliant. What was Brilliant. The, what was the name of that, that show? It was like a hospital show where, where like the like the um the, the kid the mentally handicapped kid would like fall asleep and have dreams about other shows and there'd be like crossovers from other shows in his mind. That was your life yeah, that in, was you. in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was you when you were doing all that LDS. <laughs> You're right. I forgot. When I was a kid, I used to candy flip and play Sim Hospital. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> candy flip. Was there a Sim Hospital? Okay. Uh, like, like, it seems like for a while they were Sim and everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like, you know. It was like. There was Sim, Sim Simulator. And, Sim Ant? Like, what the fuck was no, that? That's right. Sim email. <laughs> well, uh, speaking Sim, Sim, Sim television. Sim it was just tele- It was just Sim regular shit. television inside yeah, of a television exactly. screen in, on the computer. You know, I actually I did. A- they only played like one thing, <laughs> <laughs> and it was all in that Sim talk. <laughs> it's just you know what? They, that's such a rip off. Play rip off. Yeah. What's that they, BG? They totally BG, likes the, the BG likes the Charlie Brown voice. Mm-hmm. Bijou is the dog, by the way. I don't think we mentioned her name earlier. Yeah, uh, she's the one making that lawnmower sound. She's, <laughs> she's, she's, I've hired a dog as my gardener. We put like it's, that, it's, that little proton pack thing on. Bijou Hidalgo. Adorable. Yeah, that is it. Is it is the the tiniest lawnmower I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know right. we had uh, um, some some interesting tech news this yeah. week. 
Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, Caleb, why don't you uh, roll us into All science right. technology? Science technology. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, remember we did that one time? That was, I, really li- I really liked that intro the one time we actually did it. Science. <laughs> so... Um, a lot of yeah, a lot of interesting things. Um, there was breaking news uh, on research from done in the 1960s. Um, turns out LSD will get you off of alcohol. You know, if you're an alcoholic, and get you into hard drugs. <laughs> yes, my my favorite. <laughs> no, they said if you take basically, they did this uh, study on alcoholics and they gave them one drop of acid and they had a much higher success rate of staying away and not not being interested in staying away from alcohol over the next six months. And then if they took it again, it would just progress and, and uh, they would be able to maintain it. And, and in two years, only 30% were addicted to meth. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, I think my favorite part about this is that we're just hearing about it and it's, you know, it's only been 50 years since they did the research. But since it's LSD, no one was no one talked about it. Yeah, every, everyone who was part of the research just like went, was chemically I- insane. Uh, <laughs> and it was institutionalized afterwards. Bless you, may the force be with you, live long and prosper. Peace and long life. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, let's see. What are some other, um, shocking, um, shocking drug discoveries? Yeah. Um, I found, yes, I found some bud under my couch that I forgot about (laughs) the shocking Ah. drug discovery. Hey, Mitch Hedberg, how did you go? (laughs) (laughs) This joke brought to you by Mitch Hedberg. My shocking drug discovery is that I tried cocaine and it was amazing. <laughs> I took a drug test the other day. I knew everything there was to know about drugs. <laughs> I was like, what kind of weed is this? That is a sativa dominant indoor. They said I was like a genius. Yeah. I just had that little pamphlet they leave at the front of the DMV. <laughs> Mitch Hedberg, everybody. Mitch <laughs> Back from the dead, Mitch Hedberg. Uh, okay. So um, iPad 3, everybody. <laughs> Right. Uh, or but we're going to talk about this. It's really right. dangerous. Okay. No, okay. Um, yeah, iPad 3. IPad. It's it's actually just well, called iPad. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like how they, when they, um, like when they reboot things, they kind of just like go to the original right. name. I think that's it. So, so if you are a fan of magnifying glasses, this, this iPad has more pixels. Yeah. Uh, if you uh, are a fan of, uh, uh, of uh, paying inter- paying your cellular service provider more money, yeah. this iPad Ooh. works very fast. Fast enough, in fact, that if it is uh, working at full speed on an LTE network, you could use up the maximum data plan from mm-hmm. AT&T in the space of 10 minutes. Wow. That's your monthly data usage of 5 gigabytes in the space of 10 minutes. Think about how easy that would be to use up your entire month's plan in a day. Or to go through, you know, at, 10, at $10 a gigabyte, to go through at least $100 in a month in data. In addition yeah. to your fifty dollar plan. Yeah, I can imagine yeah. uh, like on the, the the bridge of the Enterprise, like like Worf, we have engaging Romulans, and it's like we need to access some stuff from our memory banks. Unacceptable, Captain. We've run out of our data for the month. <laughs> Blasted, <laughs> Wesley Crusher. You've been playing Farmville. Like, oh, zoinks! I'm sorry. I've been playing Farmville. <laughs> No, they would have like a, no, they would totally have just like a space accountant there who's just like watching. They're like, "I'm sorry, you went over. You That's cannot." Like, yeah, wait, 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 wait. If Wesley Crusher, Crusher is Shaggy, okay, who yeah. likes Oinks? Who's Scooby? Riker or Data? Worf. Oh, Worf. 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 Terrible, terrible, terrible. That's so bad. Ruby Rex? Yeah, 
I can imagine Michael Dorn's like, Captain, you, Tiger, prom- you, Tiger. Prom- yeah, go ahead. you promised us Scooby Snacks. <laughs> Kapla, perhaps today is a good day to eat. Kapla. <laughs> that was very polite. Target and fire phasers. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, that's actually the new um, smash hit um, game from Japan is Roke. Um, all of the kids are playing Roke. It is a um, Scooby Doo uh, themed puzzle game. All right, and anyway. you try to avoid you try to avoid the saliva dripping from his mouth. So, yeah. any of you also on the uh, the old, you know, we, we're a bunch of uh, Apple fanboys here, obviously. Yeah. Any of you other, uh, you know, uh, iPhone users out there in uh, podcast land who downloaded a uh, update? This week, <laughs> yeah, also, hilarious. may have experienced if you live in a you know urban area, uh, you may have an ex- experienced a. Uh, uh, a, a unique and liminal moment where you were transported away to a different land. Uh-huh. Your phone suddenly turned into a 4G LTE device. Yeah, and, I, exactly. I was just walking down the street and like looking at my phone, and I was like, "Oh, hey, it says 4G now." And like mm-hmm. before that update, it said 3G. It's kind of almost like I I had like a 92 Taurus or something out yeah. in front of my house, and then I go out in front, and then like Ford has like changed the license, and it. It says that it's like a 2012 Mustang. I'm like, oh, right, I got a new Ford. Caleb, Caleb do you have a 4G story? <laughs> my 4G story um, coincides with the loss of my virginity. Um, it was a beautiful night and uh, very poetical. But that's all I've got to say about it. Um, it you know, I, I was hoping maybe we could bring Sheree in. Sheree, do, do you have a 4G story? Yeah. <laughs> Do, do Is you, this their ad campaign? Yeah, a 4G story. And then Marla Singer came in, the big faker. She didn't have 4G. She didn't even have an iPhone. <laughs> when she was there, I couldn't cry. And then Log- I couldn't sleep. <laughs> Log on to morninghandsome.com and submit your 4G story. I only have 3G. <laughs> it's okay. You'll survive. You're like those kids in Slumdog Millionaire. Please, sir, he, we want to have one extra G. <laughs> No G for you. <laughs> you don't even get to listen to this Nate. We dog just one, day, one next tip G. When it, whenever I think about 3G versus 4G, <laughs> I, I just think both options are terrible because it makes me feel like I'm a really poor person in an RPG. <laughs> As I'm fond of saying, first world problems, people. First world problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do kind of feel like an RPG is like, yeah, right. how many more rupees do I have to pay more? for 4G? <laughs> If I trade in these skin, these bear skins I got from killing bears indiscriminately, can I get more rupees? I don't even have Siri. Clicking clack the clack it, brothers. <laughs> oh, Siri made a um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy joke the other day. Like I was like just yeah, kind of sit, I was just kind of nuzzling Siri in bed. And I was like Siri, what's the meaning of life? And she was like forty two. And I was like I, I love you. And she was like Lee, you barely know me. <laughs> <laughs> and you said you're so wise, Siri. I I just died a little inside when you tell me. Every time you tell me a story about talking to Siri and yeah. talking to your phone in bed, a I die dies. a little bit. No, I die a little bit. I just yeah. like I seriously like just lose a little bit of my soul. Hey, uh, Bijou's uh, squeaking away about yeah. this. Bijou, uh, can you uh, can you cease and desist? Can you leave that? Because that's that's obnoxious. Um, we're rec- we're that's recording, Bijou. Can we have quiet on the set? Oh, she's a good dog. No, that's not a good dog. That's I know she's a, that's she a very bad dog. Yeah, you're a very bad dog. Okay, to, to okay, to the dog's credit, we don't have an on-air sign here. <laughs> <laughs> or or any silent toys apparently. And to the dog's like, credit, we need radio friends. She can't understand the words yes. I'm using just my tone. You piece of shit. I we, love you. We you're don't so have cute. any silent toys. 
Um, and she cannot play with my original 1978 oh, she just took your, your, uh, Oh, she just took one of my Star Trek toys. She's got a piece of plastic. <laughs> one of the she's hundreds. Gonna, she's going to choke on that, and it's going to lose its the resale value. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> well, I think it's time for... We only have, um, we, yeah, we... we, 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 yeah. we oh, uh, oh, the world's ending soon. I think it's time for a little Versus. Yeah. With our new Versus theme song. I don't like this. We're working on some original music so we can go to iTunes and not get uh, sued. So I'm using the new GarageBand to make some like some, some sweet 1980s side scroller yeah. action. I got. I'm bringing the mini, mini, the full MIDI out controller piano. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna have a full 102 key MIDI piano. I just feel like I'm playing Streets of Rage. Right. It's awesome. <laughs> Well, we should probably introduce the verses. Yeah. Um, what are your names again? Oh, yeah, Blue and Red. Okay, um, so this week's verses, Dr. Zeus versus Dr. Zeus, in honor of the Lorax coming out and in honor of the Planet of the Apes reboot. Zeus, Dr. You guys like the new theme song? I, I do. It. I love it. Good. I think I think the Doctor Zay. I want. I want more. <laughs> I want All right. Well, more to come. Z, so when we go on iTunes, we won't get sued by Jerry Goldsmith, John Williams, Alan Silvestri, Vampire Jerry Weekend. Goldsmith. Um, okay. So Doctor Zeus v Doctor Zay. Let's see what they have on their side. Both okay. um, sort of are the overlords of bizarre worlds with mm. kind of weird architecture, with weird windows without glasses in the middle of walls for no reason, and and weird furry creatures. Weird furry creatures. Um, let's see. Exploits of Dr. Zeus. Um, he fought that underground army of uh, guys who use mind powers. Yeah. Um, he, um, he had a very successful reboot on Broadway. He did. He did. Um, Jeff Goldblum was his talent agent, as <laughs> I recall. That's right. Jeff like, Goldblum was his talent uh, agent. Uh, orangutans. Orangutans uh, uh, had their shot. Had their shot. <laughs> Like, and then he saw the Tim Burton uh, one. He's like, no, that is one big pile of shit. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> goes up to Burton. He's like, you are going to wash your hands before making another reboot, aren't you? <laughs> before making another Jurassic Park reference, aren't you? <laughs> wash your hands. <laughs> wash your hands before you do a Jurassic Park. Okay, so uh, exploit, exploits of Dr. Seuss. Uh, birthday bird. Kalamazoo birthdays. Um, not an alcoholic. Took tons of LSD. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say, damn it. <laughs> I was, I really, I've been waiting and waiting because oh, I was like, sorry. just want to bring it all back to LSD. Turtle stacker. He could stack turtles. <laughs> yep, yep. I just want to think, I want to say that LSD is going to be the great equalizing yes. factor in this versus. Yes. Because when it's we true. bring the two of them together, yeah. they're not immediately going to have a conflict. Dr. Zayas, a force for good. Dr. Seuss, a, mm. fo- a force for the imagination. A pop hopper, which sounds, because yeah, he hops on pop. Right. Trade is perked up because she thought I said park hopper and wants to go to Disneyland. <laughs> oh, yeah, Wait, she really that? did. And I, and, yeah. I, and, I, and, I, and I would have to say, though, that LSD, so here's the issue. Because then Dr. Seuss says to Dr. Dr. Zayas, hey, man, you want to get high? <laughs> Dr. And Dr. Zayas is like, uh, okay, I guess, why not? And Dr. Seuss is like, I got some sweet shit. This is some LSD. Yeah. I think Zayas would freak. 
Zayas is gonna free yeah. this. I think he's go, he's too he's too bound, bound tight. Too yeah, dude. Because yeah. the, the yeah. lawgiver, the lawgiver mm-hmm. says that you're not supposed to smoke dope because it's from right. the forbidden zone. That's what makes the humans uh, lesser than the apes in the future. Is they've been, right. all this kept smoking weed. <laughs> hey man, we should stop wearing clothes. Like. Yeah, and you know what sucks? The Statue of Liberty was trashy, dude. <laughs> they had like a big burning man with the Statue of Liberty. You know, every, they just assumed it was nuclear war. In fact, it was just a I bunch just of people getting like, tired of the Statue of Liberty. The, the legalization of marijuana just like <laughs> caused society. all of Earth to fall apart. And then they just fucked up the Statue of Liberty because they, they're like, man, we got a freer. In the year 2075. Yeah, it, was, it was actually the Ghostbusters that did it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> The Ghostbusters, they hijacked the Statue of Liberty, crashed it, and then only years later did Charlton Heston find it. Luckily, he had a rifle, so he shot his sadness. I think I think what would happen is Dr. Seuss, they would take the LSD, Dr. Seuss would start spinning some weird shit, and Dr. Zayas would freak out so much that he, he would actually, he would go full up. He would, he would literally <laughs> go back in time. His brain would send him yeah. back in time. And like he would, an escape from Planet of the Apes. Exactly, and he would yeah. just replay that um, that movie, which everyone knows was pretty much the worst one. Score by uh, Jerry Goldberg. And Goldberg. so Dr. Zayas loses because his movie Dr. was Zayas shittier. Dr. Zayas loses, I'm telling you, it's all about LSD. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. That's 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 that. Yeah, um, I guess that was a surprise upset. I was actually going in thinking uh, Zayas more, you know, stronger. He has, he has sort of, you know, an army of apes at his disposal. I know. I'm telling you, it all comes down. But um, army yeah, of <laughs> army of dirty apes. You pretty much throw ape into anything, and it becomes funny. Oh yeah, Don. Yeah, they should do like a Mad Men parody. Of this, Don like Dur- Don Aper. Aper. <laughs> Don Aper. He's like he's pitching like banana ads and stuff. <laughs> Mad private. Like, like an ad for a new stick to get um, <laughs> ants out of a hole. <laughs> Look, we're gonna lose a ant stick hole. I see they're our biggest scout. <laughs> ant stick hole evolved today. Ant stick hole. <laughs> that sounds like a real company. <laughs> That like a Batman villain would have, yeah. Um, yes, it sounds like a real a real company in a fake story. <laughs> oh boy! Well, I think that we decided. I think Doctor Seuss takes it. Be excellent. Yeah. That's yeah. all I have to say. Be excellent. I think Doctor Seuss takes yeah, it. Definitely. Um, so I think it's. Um, I don't know where he's taking it, but he's taking it. He's taking it. He's taking it to the limit. Um, so are we ready? One more time. We ready for trivials this week? I think we'll I'm round ready. up today's yeah. show with trivials. I think it's about time. Alright. Um, so here we go. Going into trivials. Trivials is a segment where uh, every week uh, we ask some questions. We get some answers. Is this original too? Yeah, this is actually. This is from the soundtrack of A Little Too Young, my musical from college. Gonna plug away there. Is this your floor? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I'll, 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 I'm going up to six. You like that little '80s Bing. thing in the background? Bing. Somebody was listening to Postal Service when he wrote hey, this. Hey John, <laughs> I literally was. <laughs> hey, hey John, how are you? Good, good, good. Are you going up the ninth? Here, I'll press it. Okay, okay, okay. Bing. Oh, this is my floor. I'm getting off. Hey, see you okay. later, guys. Okay, see ya. So, um, transitioning from the verses, uh, this week's um, popular... <laughs> this week's popular question, who played, who played Dr. Zayas? Who played? Who's okay. the actor so, who played Dr. Zayas? I've been thinking about this, and I'm almost certain I'm wrong, but I'm almost equally certain that what I, the name I'm about to say sounds similar to the right name. Okay. Roddy McDowell. 
so close, dude. See, I know, I know I'm close, but I know it's not right. You're close in a different way. Oh, yeah. Hans, okay. you want to take a gander? Uh, I don't remember. Hint, there's a Planet of the Apes poster on my wall. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there used to be, though. They did. Interesting fact about the Planet of the Apes poster, it actually misspells the name of one of the characters. It, it calls hmm? Nova, the, the woman character, uh, Nora. Which would have given it like a totally because Nova is like this silent, beautiful woman in a in a, um, a skin bikini, whereas like Nora would just this sounds like an annoying Jewish girl. <laughs> <laughs> like she's on the horse with Taylor. Like, are we there yet? Are we at the Statue of Liberty yet? No, Nora, we're still going. Yes, You'll be yes. able to see it. You can never make it through the Forbidden Zone without having to stop and pee. <laughs> we were making such good time. Um, so, Hanji, do you have a guess? No, I don't. Okay, right. so um, it is Maurice Evans, actually, was what? the character. Oh, and, wow. um, but Roddy McDowell played the character of Cornelius. Ah, yes. yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You know, what, what didn't make sense to me oh, is like, so why Charlton Heston? You would yeah. think that like, he would have figured it out like, when he, that, that it was Earth when it's like, oh, on this planet, they also have lame names like Cornelius. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Fight Club. I know Cornelius is. Um, so, um, sporting. Sporting. This week's sporting uh, is interesting. Um, hmm. What were the original golf balls made of? I'm going to go with bone. That, that would be awesome. Would be. Wood? Or stone, um, but I'll go with my original guess, even though it's clearly wrong. Stone. Um, the, well, the earliest um, was actually pebbles, uh, but that's not the early, first manufacturer. But yeah, you're oh, right. Oh, but man, the earliest yeah. thing that they actually did use was, was hit rocks. It was just like yeah. rocks. Yeah. This is a bunch of Scottish guys like, let's hit these rocks with his dick. And it's like, I guess let's it was... try and make it land in that big hole. Let's make the hole smaller because they're small rocks. Where's the hole? It's too foggy. Put this big flag here. Watch your mouth. Flag. <laughs> um, Wouldn't you guys rather play rugby? No, that seems like a lot of work. Let's throw this log then. Here, 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 come here. Throw this log with me. <laughs> I d- in a skirt. Yeah, I was like, I didn't kid if you want to play uh, footy with the yeah. skirt. Yeah, the Scots, not, not into... I didn't care for rugby, but I like throwing logs. <laughs> All right, we're hot on the mic. We're hot on the mic. Yeah. Um, so the earliest man-made golf balls uh, were thin leather bags stuffed with feathers. Hmm. Stuffed with feathers. Interesting. That sounds like... That's like the wiffle ball golf ball. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But in uh, 1898, Corbin Haskell, who sounds like a character from (laughs) The Fifth Element, uh, introduced the first one-piece rubber cord when professionally hit. These balls reached distances approaching 430 yards. So uh, that's the history of the golf ball, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Who hits a golf ball 430? Tiger Woods. Yeah. Mario. It's like Mario, exactly. Bowser. Bowser. Bowser hits a golf ball 400 yards. Bullshit. Even Daisy can hit it for uh, 450 yards if she has a star next to her character. If I've unlocked the star, Daisy, I'm totally going to go home and play some Mario. Fuzzy Zeller can't hit it that far, and then he'll just, he'll hit it like, you know, a little bit, almost that far, and then just say a racist thing. Um, Okay. So um, this uh, week's historical comes from Caleb, actually. All right. Um, So my question is uh, military historical. What was the um, uh, sort of when, what what general era were the first flamethrowers used in, and um, who used them? 
I'm asking who used them because it's actually a hint to um, to the name of this particular uh, Um I'm going to go first war that they were used in was were the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where Boba Fett used his flamethrower in that Geonosis um, ring. It's true, that was a long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it really happened. Well, well obviously. Well, no, I mean, it's not... Okay. You know, and I, I think that that actually is probably true because that actually is much earlier than the th- time I'm thinking of. <laughs> but um, I'm thinking of World War I, um, mm. which I, 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 I know that there was flamethrowers used in World War yes. I. Um, and, it, and, and, I, and I believe there might have been some earlier uses... But uh, they, they became, they, you know, the reason they came into use was because of uh, trenches, right? Because it was, it was like when the trench warfare started. You're thinking, I think you're thinking of the Blitzkrieg, which was actually World War II. No, no, no. no, I'm, I'm, no I mean, and they, they did use flamethrowers in World War I. Yeah, but. no, in, like in mainland Europe, because you started mm-hmm. to have more trench warfare. Mm-hmm. When that trench warfare started to become popular, like become a major military tactic, mm-hmm. I think the, the flamethrowers started to become used as a military Interesting. That was my theory. Okay. Anyway, I was just thinking World War One, mainland Europe. I would say Germany. So both, uh, both very good guesses. Um, uh, <laughs> Actually, obviously. I don't think so. I think only, <laughs> only one was a good guess. That's true. Yeah, the World War One. That's come on. That's yeah, ridiculous. Right. How could that possibly be right? <laughs> that was my theory. I, I but know. The, um, and Boba Fett nailed it. Nailed it. The, uh, the nailed it. Yep. There it is. You got it. The, uh, oh, look, you're like, uh, you would have got it correct, but it was actually Django Fett. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! But they're genetic clones! <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, my God. Okay, let's so, wrap it up here. Um, okay, so the correct answer. The correct answer was uh, during the classic Hellenistic period. Uh, it was used by the ancient Greeks. It was called Greek fire, and it was... That's uh, not a flamethrower. Yes, it absolutely was. They used it on their boats. Greek fire, that's, right. a, that's no, 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 a gay no. club. Listen, you know what it is? No, no, no. They, they, uh, they used it, it. They used it as, as a bomb, but basically it's, it's sort of ancient napalm. Yeah, um, you have to throw it. No, 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 no. This is what they actually did. They, um, there are instances and there are numerous reports of them basically putting bellows on these ships, attaching hoses to them, and shooting it out uh, as a flamethrower onto the water. They literally shot shot the lid, you know, the same same basic principle as we use for a flamethrower today. Well, anyway, I'm 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 definitely about as quick to jump into that as I am yeah. that Django Fett was the first okay. to use. The <laughs> well, I think Hanji, you're correct in terms of like the the like the first big use of the modern flamethrower. No, it's like a literally no no, 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 no. It's no, literally the, the exact same thing. Is yeah. totally what Caleb's answering. Though. Yeah. What well, was yeah. the first known use yeah. of flamethrower? Yeah. I was thinking of the first military use of flamethrower. I, I don't know why I heard that in my mind, but I was actually thinking of it from that direction. Right. So anyway. Well, and that's, I, I mean, I definitely asked it to be confusing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a nice, good, good old Caleb question. Exactly. It's a good old Dick Caleb question. very satisfied how yeah. Dick he's... Well, I think it's actually a great question. I think yeah. we need a, a it's bit a good of one. that. Well, Dick, um, Caleb, I... Uh, <laughs> It's been really nice answering your dickish. I mean, your really nice questions <laughs> yeah, yeah, today, thank you, thank you. Uh, guy. We all learn uh, a lot from trivials. Caleb is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb succeeded in his goal: be a dick. Well, uh, I think uh, I think it might be about time to wrap it up, guys. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, you know, it's been oh, a wonderful God, day. No, no, what? no, no, stop, 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 cut, 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 cut. Oh, come it's on. so relaxing. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Morning Handsome here on liberalguiltradio.org, morninghandsome.com. I'm your host, Lee Sanger Golden, joined in the studio today by Andro Ambrose, Caleb Hofford. Coming at you from the 70s, apparently, with his music.
I feel so many emotions right now. And I'd like to thank the Bare Naked Ladies for joining us today. <laughs> Just playing instrument. It's been one week since it went to me. Yeah, it's all been done. I'd like to thank this MIDI. Wrong one? I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Internet Batman. <laughs>